it up, uh oh. Dig it up, uh oh. Dig it up, uh oh. Dig it. Dig it up, uh oh. Two suits, two tokens in hand. I got no respect, cause I'm the new man. Got my shovel, shoes for the sand. Check out the tag, the name is Caveman. This is episode number three. Season finale. Season of, finale. Of the YA season. So, rest in peace, YA novels. Season one, episode three. Season finale. Season finale. Yeah. We I, I just we, want to say are that. We done? Well, season one's done. Now. Season one is... Well, we have to f- well, at the end of this, it will be... Okay, over. so we have to finish this. Yeah. Okay. You have to get to the end of this. Okay, my bad. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, so we did... But I'm done with season one. But you're done. Yeah. Are you coming back for season two? I, I, I gotta talk to my agent and see what the <laughs> contract situation is. We'll just give you all the money we have, so we want you on. Good, okay, but I'm in. <laughs> we watched or we watched and read the book Holes by Louis Sachar, uh, which is I'm sure you guys have heard of it before. I'm sure most of you guys have even read it. Um, it's a it's a classic. Um, classic of the genre. Is it Sachar or is it genre? Sacher. I thought it was Sachar. Is that what I said? Yeah. Okay. okay. Sorry. Who knows? I don't. I'm not sure. Sachar. Yeah. I think the. Southern American way to pronounce it would be Louis Sachar, but we're not in Southern America. Well, we are in Southern it's America. It's Sacker. There you go. Really? Yeah. That's too bad. I thought it was like more eloquent. Yeah. I try to give it a little bit of stank, but he's from or, he's from New ass. York, so I think it's just it was just easier to make it Sacker. That's too bad. Oh well. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, we did the we did the we read the book. We saw the movie. Um, very interesting. Very similar. The two. Uh, creative mediums. There you know, wasn't a whole lot of differences between the two. Well, Louis Sacker wrote the screenplay. Um, That's true. For the movie. Did. So I imagine he stayed pretty, wanted to stay pretty close to his book. It makes sense. He must be a narcissist, you know? Like, he probably is a narcissist. You know what? I'm just going to make my whole book into it. Do you screenplay. think he's a narcissist? Do you think he turned in a screenplay or do you think he just turned in the book and they had like <laughs> Shia learn his lines from the book? I mean, Shia. Yeah, he just learned all his lines from the book. He didn't take any notes from Louis or the director. He just did his thing. That's what that's what he's known for. Do you think Shah read the book, or do you think he just knew his lines because they explained to him what the character was, and he just instinctively knew? I don't think he read the book. I think the book read Shia, <laughs> if anything. Okay. <laughs> but uh, so to give you guys a little bit of background, Holes, the film was directed by Andrew Davis, um, screenplay by, obviously, Louis Satcher, like we just said. Um, starring Shia LaBeouf, Sigourney Weaver, John Voight, Tim Blake Nelson, and Patricia Arquette. Released in April 2003. The budget was $20 million. The box office was a nice $71 million. Uh, Rotten score has it at 77 and Metacritic has it at 71. Um, and I have a little, little quiz for you, Eric, that I'd like to get into. <laughs> okay. So, <clears throat> how many um, MTV... Awards you think Shia LaBeouf has ever been nominated for? 
Well, tra- I imagine one for each of the Transformers movies. Probably one for Disturbia. I'm based on like you asking me this question during this podcast. I'm gonna say one for Holes. That's at least five. What and now he started doing like more adult stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go five. Close four. Ah. So he was nominated MTV Movie Award Best Breakthrough Male Performance for Holes. He was also nominated uh, MTV Movie Award for Best Male Performance, so he stepped it up with Transformers. MTV Movie Award for Best Kiss in Serbia with Sarah Romer. Hello. Nice. Shout out Sarah Romer. Uh, and then MTV, MTV Movie Award for Best Male Performance in Evil Eye. So. Oh, the second two Transformers oh, got shut out? Yeah, they got shut out. Unbelievable. No, any wins or no wins? Uh, he won for... Best Kiss. Actually, no, he didn't, he didn't win any of them. No wins. That's too bad. He got a Teen Choice Award that he won. Oh, good. For Serbia, so that's good. Perfect. But, so, that's everyone, not the end everyone of the leaves quiz. A, everyone leaves a winner. <laughs> so, he lost for Breakthrough Male Performance in 2003 for Holes. Who do you think that he lost to? And if you can name any of the other <laughs> nominees, you win the quiz. Right, can I get, like, some... Do, you, do you want movies? Contacts? A movie might give it away. Movies might give it away. I mean, this. How much more context? Do you I'm want? very well seen. Are these people like? Are they active? Like, have they made like a, a like physically active? Do they <laughs> do they run or exercise? That probably. And are they in like actual movies in 2016? Uh, so besides Shadow Buck, two of them are in actual movies nowadays. Jeez. Um, One of them is a recording artist. Is it Eminem? That's another part to this quiz, but no. Oh. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> this is a third part of the quiz. So, uh, others nominated was Ludacris for Too Fast, Too Furious. Oh, of course. Omarion for You Got Served. And sure. Cillian Murphy for 20 Days Later. But... Who won? So, I don't know if you know this person. He was in X2, X-Men United. Hugh Jackman. Sean Ashmore. I don't know who that is. How do you not know who Sean Ashmore is? I'm looking him up right now because I don't know him either. What his, his most recent film was Days of Future Past. So what character does he play in X-Men? He is Bobby Drake the Iceman. Iceman. Iceman cometh. Yeah. So you failed that part of the quiz. But... over for 2 so far. But who do you think won for Best Male Performance the year before? So this is Eminem. This is Eminem. I was, right, as soon right as mile. yeah, as soon as you said this is, <laughs> I should have said it. Yeah, I was like oh, eight miles oh two. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're just gonna add another bit to this quiz. Just yeah. a real quick one. Who do you think won for breast? Break. Excuse me. Who do you think won for breakthrough female performance in two thousand three? I will tell you, she is no longer working in Hollywood. Is it? Is it a? Uh... Is this like a morbid thing? This is thing? a pretty be- stacked cast, though. Is she, like, past? past no, 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 she's alive. Oh, she just, like, is no longer an actress. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, she tries to be, but she's not. Oh, so she's in movies. Is it Kate Hudson? No, that's that's too late. 2003. She's not really in movies. Is it, like, Lindsay Lohan or Paris Hilton? Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan. Lohan. Okay. Listen to the people that she lost out to. Jessica Biel, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Scarlett Johansson, Lost in Translation. Kira Natalie, Pirates of the Caribbean. Evan Rachel Ward, 13. I mean, she, Lindsay Lohan was, like, pretty hot. At this it's point. an honor to just be nominated. 
Well, that wraps up our MTV Movie Award quiz. That was a good quiz. Thank you. Um, so let's get into it. Yeah. So there were no stark differences between the book and the film, like we said before. It follows Stanley Yelnats, mm-hmm. um, the fourth, which is Shia LaBeouf in the in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, he steals a pair of sneakers, mm-hmm. Clyde Livingston sneakers. He's like a steals in quotes. Yeah, he he gets hit with them mm-hmm. over like an overpass. Mm-hmm. Like someone throws the shoes off, and I guess they land on him. He picks them up. Yeah, and, and it starts running them. home because they smell bad, and his parents, his dad, is an inventor. Mm-hmm. Um, and tries to find a way to, like, make shoes smell good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets caught, obviously. Otherwise, there would be no book. Right. <laughs> and he, so he gets caught, and the option is to go to jail or go to Camp Green Lake mm-hmm. for stealing a pair of shoes as a minor. Right. I question that. You don't believe that? You don't think that's a real I thing? I question the legal system if those are his <laughs> options. <laughs> I think that's a great system. You dig holes, you learn your lesson. No, but, I mean, it's a jail or, like, a... A, a camp. slave camp, right? Basically. Yeah, basically. How does no one know what Camp Green Lake is? Right? Like, they're sending kids there. You're not, like, you're not going there and seeing what it is. So where, do you know what state? This is in LA, I guess? Uh, this is in Texas. Oh, it's in Texas? Yeah. In the movie, Clyde Livingston is on the Rangers. He has a poster on oh, his wall. Okay. He's a Rangers player. You know, that's a great question. And I don't think they, Louis Sackar. Sacker. Sacker fully throughout that, that part of the book through. Yeah. I was thinking, like, he's in eighth grade. I was thinking, like, community service, probably. You know, he's got a clean yeah. record. No priors. This, Just give the kid, like... Maybe it was community service. Maybe Cam Green, like, was... Is community service? Was community service where you could never leave. So... So it's, like... The warden is in cahoots with the the penal system. Yeah. Just to send... Because once they get the treasure, you know, she can pay off everybody else. Okay. So, yeah, basically Shia LaBeouf goes to Camp Green Lake. Um, his family's poor. He's never been to camp before, he says. And they have to dig a hole a day, all of the kids there. And they're all five s- by five. similar ages, right? They're all, like, yeah. middle school, high school age. Yeah. Maybe even Nobody's, younger. like, really old. No. Um, really young. Yeah, five foot wide by five foot tall. Uh-huh. And the blistering heat. Yeah. Um, and so Stanley starts doing this. It's in Texas, man. It's going to be it's hot. It's going to be hot. Yeah. So he starts doing this, um, and we we're given, like, a little bit of a backstory about, like, a hundred or so years ago, with um, what the camp used to be. So it used to be this big leg, obviously. Mm-hmm. Now it's just all dried up. And they have this uh, Kissing Kate Barlow, how she turns into Kissing Kate Barlow. She becomes an outlaw, but it's re- she's really a teacher, and she forms a relationship with, uh, his name is Sam, right? Yeah, Sam the Onion Man. Sam the Onion Man. Yeah, um, Dulé Hill. And it's an interracial relationship, so the people of Texas at that time did not prefer that. So they ended up, spoilers, by the way, we should probably. <laughs> uh, they end up killing uh, Sam, and then she becomes Kissing Kate Barlow, and kills every kills every man she sees and kisses him yeah. with her red lipstick. Exactly. So, so yeah, that's basically that's basically the plot. But it, so it shifts between these two timelines: mm-hmm. present day Stanley Yellen as the fourth, and then back in like Camp Green Lake while it's still a lake before it turns into like a hundred year drought or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Um, with Kate and Sam and trout walker and you're even asshole dude right and you're even given back the greg Gaines of the greg Gaines camp green lake paul eric damn greg Gaines. yeah there you go (laughs) but there's also the backstory of the yelnats family and Mm -hmm. how they became to be quote-unquote cursed yeah with the because he didn't uh what was it madame zaroni but what was it what did they call his grandfather 
no good, dirty, rotten, pig-stealing great-great-grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. And because he didn't... He wanted to marry, like, the hottest girl, excuse me, the most beautiful yeah, woman. Bro. I should probably like 18, honestly. She's she probably not very old. Well. Yeah. Um, most beautiful woman in, I don't know where they're from, some, like, like, Eastern Austria Bloc, yeah. Eastern Bloc European, and he needs a pig. Yeah. To so like he raises win. this pig. Yeah, raises the pig. Gives, tries to give it to her, but she's so dumb, she can't even decide who she wants it between him and this, like, old, really fat and, like, obnoxious dude. It's the guy from Borat. It's Borat's, like, friend. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I was like, that's I the... <laughs> seen that guy's, like, junk before. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't remind me. But, uh... So she, like, can't form a decision. He's like, all right, fuck this. Like, so he just you can ro- have my He pig. just rolls the hell out. Yeah, and I'm going to America. Yeah. So that's what created the curse, because he was supposed to carry... Madame Zeroni. the mountain or the hill or whatever. Yeah, to drink from, like, the stream at the top yeah. of the mountain. <clears throat> so... Later on, we find out that Hector, or more un- informally known as Zero, Zero, um, empty set, is his his name is Hector Zeroni, mm. um, and we find out later on they both Hector runs away from the camp after hitting the shit out of Tim Blake Nelson, <laughs> which is really cool, uh, and then the next day I think Shia leaves, or like a few days later, later Shia steals a truck, yeah, um, and tries to leave. That way, but he gets stuck in a hole, and then he ends up running away. Drives, Finally, it, drives into a hole. Drives into a hole, and then, like, runs away after that. Yeah. Finds Hector, uh, and they end up eating sploosh together, which is a great time. Yeah. So, I mean, everything is, like, super interrelated, because... Yeah. It's a, I, so, it's kind of like a fable, or I guess you might call it... Uh, and it's kind of a, a plot that's built out of a lot of, like, a sense of destiny... Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. everything that happens, happens for a reason, and it's all very, like, convenient. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, Hector Zeroni, of course, he lives in Texas, mm-hmm. where, like, Stanley is. Like, of course, they move to, like, the same place, whatever. And, of course, they become friends. They <laughs> become friends. Yeah. The, the When Zero runs away, he finds, like, the Mary Lou, which mm-hmm. is the boat that Sam used to get back and forth across the lake. Yeah. And that he was, like, I guess, killed in? I think that's what yeah, it's insinuated. I wonder why they didn't find a skeleton in, in the bottom of that. Yeah, I don't under know. the boat. All Jeez, they find is jars of peaches. Yeah. Yeah. Which I want to ask you about. So yes, you were going we to talked about this. this. Um, <laughs> you did some research, didn't you? I did. So Zero basically survives by eating 100-year-old canned peaches. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like for a number of days, he runs out of water. He doesn't have any water. Right. He but he survives by eating sploosh. canned peaches that he calls sploosh. Right. I don't know why he calls it sploosh. Maybe the sound it makes when yeah. it hits the back of his throat. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Kind of foul. Yeah. But so, I did some research on this, Will. You did? How the USDA recommends that all home canned goods should be consumed within how many years of canning for maximum safety? For how many years? Yeah, this is my quiz for you. Um, I bet they last... If they're in a can, they last a few years, right? So, like, I would say... So, these are home canned goods, right? So, this is something that you would can yourself. And, mind you, this is 2016 and not, like, 1850 or whatever. It's probably, like, 1890s. So, now, I would say, like, four years? Three years? USDA recommends all home canned goods be consumed within one year. Oh, God. So, those have been sitting there for 100 (laughs) years in the Texas heat. And just, like, <laughs> rotten away. Well, maybe they were really well-preserved peaches. 
maybe Sam Onyeman had a way to preserve them to beat the FDA's regulations. Uh, you can't beat the FDA, man. It's the government. That's true. It is the government. government's always right. The government's always bringing us down. Yeah. So. So those are really so. Yeah. So here. I think I think he would dead. be. I think he should be dead. <laughs> we should write a letter to Louis. That's my match. My opinion. And tell him that his we think his novel is bullshit. Yeah. Because this is not true. Well, it's what I I wrote a piece about this for the blog, but I was like, you can, it's all kind of silly, mm-hmm. but like, in, within the first page, they tell you that the main character's last name is his first name spelled backwards. So yeah. it's like, you kind of know what you're getting into. That's true. You know, That's true. Stanley Yelnats, the fourth. FDA not approved. No. But, so, <laughs> I think those kids should be dead. Right. Oh, for sure. I'm in total agreement. If any of you guys out there listening don't agree with us, we don't want you to listen to the podcast anymore because you're terrible people. Yeah. So, well, let's let me ask you this. Um, we kind of talked off air, and I don't have an answer for this, but mm-hmm. I don't know if you do either. Uh, a lot of this book and movie are very similar, mm-hmm. um, obviously because the writer wrote both. Yeah. Which sucks for us mm-hmm. because we want to talk about the differences, but there yeah. aren't really any. So, I guess like, are there any things in the movie that you would have liked? sped up or edited in some way that that they weren't mm, like are there any parts in the film they like really didn't like kind yeah of, I guess? so i guess because a lot of the reasons they change from books to movies to cut some of the fat yeah from the story away so i thought they cut to camp Greenlight, green like him getting arrested and going to camp green like really quickly so they didn't you didn't get any sort of backstory about who his parents were but you didn't really get that in the book either so like even having them so in the book they didn't actually he the the author just told you that he found a he found a cure for his like mm-hmm. his invention yeah but they actually like showed that scene so i thought that was like things like that that was kind of oh, like cool. his like eureka moment yeah yeah and they were like smell this it's like oh not again what's yeah. it smell like nothing <gasps> nothing yeah like that was kind of a cool scene like they didn't have that in the book yeah um, Shout out Henry Winkler. Yeah, yeah Henry Winkler. <laughs> Stanley Yelnats the third. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I actually kind of like really enjoyed the film. Um, I mean, it's a very it's a very kid like film, but it's I thought it was good. I thought it was, it was a young adult film. Excuse me, YA film. Yeah, yeah. Film. yeah, yeah. Um, no, I don't think. I mean, maybe a little bit more in the beginning. Um, but yeah, it was very true. It was very true to the, the book. Almost too true, where it was like, you almost wanted to be a little bit different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was very, it also was very 90s. <laughs> did you did you get the same impression? Because there was one scene where he was like walking through the desert, I think, and uh, it was like a chopped up slow-mo of him walking. It was like really bad. And it was like, <laughs> kind of like a, um, it was like him walking, right? And then they had like a separate scene. It's like a scene over a scene, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. a picture over a picture. And it was like, the dust in the background and like the the hit or the mountains in the background and him like choppily slowly walking like like he's about to die the director signed on for an art film and they were like (laughs) no sir you are making holes i don't want him to make an art film yeah (laughs) he wanted him to make holes the first day of filming he's like we're not shooting anything until i get these mountains and this fucking dust well hey man you like what you like you gotta do what you gotta do this is gonna be two seconds that the audience will never want to like forget (laughs) This dust. I, I want to forget. <laughs> but yeah, what about you? Did you have any? No, I'm just thinking of the 
when he steals the truck scene, like all that, the I guess like the third act mm. all happens kind of fast. Like when he's when Zero leaves immediately after Stanley leaves to follow him in the yeah. truck, and they introduce Twitch like a second before, and they're like, yeah. "Oh, here's Twitch. He knows how to drive cars." Yeah. Um, and he, they, it's more developed in the book. It's like, oh, Twitch, he's around for a little while, and mm-hmm. then Stanley gets in the car, and he's like, whoa, I actually don't know what to do. Right. And Twitch is like, put a shit in gear. <laughs> yeah, bro. And he drives away. But in the in the movie, it's just like zero leaves, and Stanley... is like upset for a day. He, yeah. Like, the next day, Stanley leaves. It seems like... I think they said that it was like a few days or something, but I think it, mm. it, it was like quick. It felt like the next day. Yeah. I didn't really understand... I mean, I understood why, but I felt like it should have been more developed, their, like, friendship. Zero and... Yeah, it's very transactional. Yeah. And then... That's true. They don't really become true friends until, like, after they meet up. Yeah. After they both Which I thought, why it was weird that he would, like, drive a truck to get it to him. Yeah, that's true. Maybe he's such a nice guy that he would do that. Yeah. But he was, like, zero... Zero was helping him out. Digging his hole. It was transactional, but it was, like, more... Even when he stole... He quote-unquote, stole the sunflower seeds. He, like, dug his hole for him and stuff like that. Yeah. So Zero's, like, been there for him. But I thought... So the, I thought the last third was actually kind of long from when they both... Uh, he finds him in the boat mm-hmm. until, like, the end of the film. That was kind of, like, a long period where, like, he's climbing up the mountain. They almost <laughs> fall, like, twice. Oh, that was the worst shit I've ever seen. He was... Yeah, right? When he, like, <laughs> so climbs up crazy. and then, like... Yeah. Well, he's like, also, oh, I wonder what's coming that's here. That's also, like... Well, no, I mean, it's 2003, which yeah. is, I mean, they filmed Lord of the Rings, like, 01, 02, 03, so yeah. they can make fucking good-looking CGI. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I, I know the budget's probably not the same. 20 million doesn't get you... This is a two-hour movie, by the way. I was surprised by it. It's I was, long. It was, it was long. They needed all the time for them to Climb get up. up the mountain. That's true. But he did end up carrying Hector, and he lifted the curse on the Yonas family, so props to him. Yeah, so they survived by eating onions. Mm-hmm. Um... Do you think that's... I mean, you gotta eat if you're hungry. But, like, could you eat an onion like an apple, do you think? No. Yeah. I mean, maybe if I was, like, that desperate. I feel like they're so hard, though. Yeah. Especially, like, raw onions. Yeah. I don't know. I I've like never, like, encountered a raw onion. Break your teeth. Maybe. If you're that hungry, Well, they're though, big onions, though. Anything. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're like, yeah, they're huge. orbs. Yeah. Like, two... Like a big orange. It was funny too how he like just knew that was like an onion thing, onion plant. So, like, oh, <laughs> like, okay, all right. I guess he had this knowledge beforehand. Yeah, I didn't know what an onion plant was until I saw the film. Like, Shia, I mean, Shia LaBeouf's character, Stanley Yelnats in the book, is like a bigger guy. So he maybe he knows what onions are. Bigger? What do you mean bigger? Bigger than me? Yeah. What are you saying? I'm small. Uh, no comment. <laughs> um, so uh, what? I guess. We can talk about, it's been like a running thing, is parents. Yes. Glad you brought it up. Because uh, in this film, parents are kind of non-existent. Like, they exist, but they're not a part of the story at all. So there's there are adults in this film, but they are the villains. Until the very end, you have, like, the good adults. Mm-hmm. So the the immediate adults, Sigourney Weaver's character. The warden. The warden, uh, Mr. Sir. And, uh, what was the other guy? Mr. Pendansky. Mr. Pendansky. They're all, like... Pendansky. Well, it's oh, very simple. Excuse me. I'm very sorry. <laughs> they're all, like, not plotting against the kids, but they're all kind of, like, suppressing the kids and, like, not allowing them to be... They're making them do labor. Slave labor. Slave labor, so... 
But so if you compare that to other the other YA novels, especially the ones that we read, so we have me and Earl and the Dying Girl. So you have parents there, but they're in the background again. Mm-hmm. So you have the one uh, woman who's the mother of the Dying Girl, who's probably the most relevant, I guess. Mm-hmm. And she is just like drunk Molly all Shannon. The time. Molly Shannon's character. She's just drunk all the time, drinking and like laughing at Greg Gaines' stupid jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're not really a part of the story. They don't really contribute to anything, right? They're just kind of there. And the same with um, the person being a wallflower. Parents are just there. They don't contribute to anything. So this yeah. seems to be like a recurring theme, especially with the novels we read and YA novels. Um, and we, you can listen to the interview we had with Krista. We talked about this subject where her novel was actually different. So we should explain what that is. That's a that's our bonus episode for this season. You want to explain what the... Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah so we interviewed an author as a bonus episode. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for that. It's coming yeah. soon. But she makes a good point. Like, her thing is that the parents and adults can be involved with, like, the main kid's journey. But in what we've read so far, it hasn't been that way. Right. They've been antagonists or they have been, like, nothing. Right. So, like, with her novel, for what for what we read, they were very, like, interactive with the narrative. Mm. They were, like, pointing the main character in certain directions and stuff like that. This is just kind of, like, they're there and they just exist. And so, what do you think? Why do you think that is? Well, I think that when you're, I guess in YA, you're writing for a specific audience, an audience that, like, wants to feel powerful, I guess. Mm-hmm. They want to feel like they have agency so like if you're 11 reading holes you can understand like how cool it would be to be this guy who's like actually doing stuff at 11 Mm -hmm. and not someone who comes home every day and his parents like do homework yeah yeah so it's kind of like escapist i think Mm -hmm. um and parents are it's easy to paint parents as like the people who stop you from doing stuff yeah that's a good point i yeah i don't have anything to add that was just Okay. I then, totally agree with that. All right. Next, <laughs> next <thing>. question. <laughs> um, so let's get into like the... We talked about Rose Adult. You want to talk about the, his friends? The crew? The D... X-Ray. D... Armpit. Detent. I don't know if you guys heard. Yeah, Detent. That's intro. the... That's the rap. That's I'm the rap. Detent Boys is the... Detent Boys. That's the crew. Why? Where do you think they came up with that name? Detent. Like Deep Lock. D12. Yeah. I think it's, it was like... Their, D12. Yeah. Speaking of Eminem, you know what I'm saying? Shout out Eminem. Um, yeah. Well, they stay in the detent in the camp. Oh, that's right. Obviously. God. Yeah. I'm so stupid. Come on, man. I didn't even read the book. <laughs> um, yeah, the, uh, X-Ray's cool. X-Ray's kind of the dick, though, right? Yeah. He's kind of like the leader of the crew, and he just sort of like pushes people into doing whatever he wants to do, because yeah. he's been there the longest or whatever. Excuse my voice cracked. But there, who else is there? There's obviously Caveman, Shia LaBeouf. Uh, Zero, obviously. Armpit. Armpit. Who doesn't really have a really big role. His armpits just smell. <laughs> that was a great scene. Yeah. He, <laughs> <laughs> he just, oh, he doesn't shower, he doesn't brush his teeth. Yeah. All he does is dig holes, eat and sleep. sleep. <laughs> um, then there's like Zigzag and Magnet. Did you have a favorite? I like, Besides? I like Zigzag. Zigzag? I feel he like he's the he's like crazy unhinged. white guy, right? Yeah. Okay. That's who I identified with. Oh, I see. You know. You guys look similar. No, I wish I had his, like, crazy... His crazy hair? Yeah. Yeah. He has some crazy flow. Flow He was cool. I don't really have... I don't really have, like, a favorite. There's really, There's Squid, too. That's another guy. What, what I think he's the other... Actually, I think maybe Twitch might have been my favorite. 
They're all very the coolest, similar, though. That's the thing. He had the coolest, like, background story. He, he stole did. cars. Like, it's like an 11-year-old. Yeah, man. like, that's awesome. <laughs> He's like, I don't know, man. Whenever I see a car, I, just, I see Cindy Keys in Asia, I just start twitching, man. Yeah. I just, and I can't control it. I just steal it. It's amazing. I wish yeah. I was like that. That kid should be in jail. <laughs> that kid should actually Child be in jail. Child should not be in jail. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, but I thought it was a good crew. I thought... It was a cool crew, yeah. You had your bullies... For a little bit, mm-hmm. and I mean, it, so it goes in in the book. Like Shia LaBeouf's character is actually bullied, yeah, and then he gets to the camp and he's kind of bullied again, but he mm-hmm. eventually like makes friends with those guys. Yeah. I think they're kind of bullying him to show him like you're a part of our crew, like you're gonna have to put up with us in order to like yeah. be a part of it, kind of thing. Yeah. One thing they didn't really touch on is like in these friendships, I guess the reason you accept Caveman is because you think he's one of you. Like, he's at this camp, so he mm-hmm. must have done something bad. Right. But it's never... He doesn't really come to terms with it. They're like, what did you do? Oh, I was... I didn't do anything. Right. You know? That's what they all say. Yeah. I wanted more of, like... They'd be like, okay, man, you're a bad dude. Yeah. Just be bad with us. That's true. He did kind of accept that role, though. Yeah. As the film went on. He becomes a dick to Mr. Pendansky. Yeah. And he takes the blame for the sunflower seeds. And then yeah. he steals the truck. He kind of becomes... Like, that's that's true. He does become... Do you think the system creates monsters, Eric? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> good, good answer. Um, so do you want to transition into the career of the one, the only... Yeah. Mr. Shia LaBeouf? Yeah. So I got his IMDB page up. Oh, God. Um, What's he up to nowadays? You get, I mean, you're talking to him, right? Every once in a while. Yeah. You're, so are you still writing that? Uh, is it a, is it biography? So I'm gonna give you a true or false. Okay. Do you? Th- so his his next movie is American Honey, which I th- I think might be playing in some theaters. Yeah. Um, you've seen trailers for it, I'm sure our audience yeah. has too. His he has one more movie Come on out. his IMDb page, and it's a sports. So I know what it is. Oh, you do. Yeah. Do you mean to say it? I, I want you to tell me why it exists. Why wouldn't that exist? Bjorn versus John McEnroe? Yeah. It's like a, the serious version of that, uh, what was that HBO Tennis movie? Oh, that looks great. With, um, the HBO Tennis movie is, is like Seven Days in Hell. Yeah, it was with, uh, Andy Samberg and, uh, Kit Harrington. Yeah, yeah. So this is like the serious version of that, I think. I don't understand why this is... John McEnroe would be a would be a great character to play. Shia LaBeouf, Stellan Sarsgaard, directed by Janice Metz Pedersen. And he has a new. He doesn't have a new film coming out where he's like a soldier. Yeah, that's PTSD. What's that's it called? called a like a man down. Man down. Yeah, that looks kind of good. It has it in 2015, but I, I think it's like now just coming out for whatever. Maybe it came out like limited release or something. Shia LaBeouf, Kate Mara. Coming soon. Like, it looks kind of... I mean, it looks interesting based on the PTSD stuff. Garrett apparently, Lee. he does really well. I mean, I... What do you... Do you like Shia LaBeouf as an actor? I... I well, I'm, I'm coming around, I guess. You didn't like him before? So, I didn't hate him. Like, I really liked his, like, Transformers role. I really liked his I Am Legend role, where he's, like, the B guy. He's in... Well, I guess he's not the B he's guy. He's in iRobot. I'm sorry, what did I say? I Am Legend. I Am Legend. Yeah, iRobot. Different Will Smith movie, man. Come on. My bad. My bad. <laughs> He, uh, he's, like, really funny when he's that character. Yeah. Um. That's what he grew up playing, right? Yeah. Like, that's even Stevens. Yeah. Like, I really like that. 
So, but I mean, funny curly headed Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, I just like that guy's gone, man. He can always come back, man. But he, uh, he can always. I mean, I always appreciate when like young actors like that turn into like try to do more serious stuff, like Ryan Gosling or like whoever Bradley Cooper, whoever it needs to be. But I haven't really had a film where I've seen it. Well, actually, so he just turned thirty. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's. That's still pretty young. I thought he might be a little older than that. Actually. Yeah. So there was one film I really liked with him. It's called A Guide to Recognizing Your Saints with Robert Downey Jr. and uh, um, not even Mendes. Even Mendes? No, Rosario Dawson. She's in. Mm. That one is really really good. But it, that's that was old. Like, that's like oh six. Yeah, that's still like pretty young. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. And haven't there hasn't really been a film where I've uh, really really liked. I mean, I liked Eagle Eye. That was cool. That's well, like a science. So picture. I mean, two thousand and seven is when it pops for him. He gets. Transformers, and he gets Disturbia in the same year. Disturbia, I really like Disturbia, actually. Yeah, maybe so, I do. Maybe I'm a closeted Shia LaBeouf fan. Do you know what his name in Disturbia is? I'll give you a hint. It's, uh, it's a um, a very well-liked and discussed vegetable. It's a very trendy vegetable. Carrots? Kale. That's his name in it? Yeah. I don't even remember that. No last name. Just <laughs> Kale. That movie was ahead of its time because of that. Well, it was a remake of an old movie. Yeah, but like, Kale wasn't like popular back then. I think it, I think Disturbia popularized Kale. I would agree. Right. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah, so that was... The director of that film. So, DJ Caruso. So, 07 is Transformers and Disturbia, and then... Sorry. Um, he goes on like the full fucking like movie star because he gets Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. Four in 08. And that movie does not... Do well. People don't like that movie. Yeah. Oh, and he gets Eagle Eye, and then he bangs out Transformers in 09, Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps in 10, Transformers 3 in 11, and it, something, like, happens. He, yeah, he must, he changes, he probably gets wrapped up in the studio film. Yeah. Because of Transformers. Yeah. Um, I would guess. So he, I guess he just gets tired of it, because he immediately does Lawless, and then he does... Like Nymphomaniac. Yeah. A movie called The Company You Keep. Charlie, oh, yeah, that's Charlie right. Countryman. And then yeah. Nymphomaniacs 1 and 2. Fury. Um, and then Man Down, American Honey. Yeah. So he's trying to become a more serious actor. Yeah. Like full, full, full on. So that's what this Borg-McEnroe thing must be, right? Like it's got to be just like two guys on the tennis pitch. Tennis, yeah. tennis court. Tennis court. Pitch, tennis court. Tennis <laughs> court. I guess if Wimbledon it would be a pitch because it's grass, but... So pitch is grass? Yeah. Okay. Is it at Wimbledon? Do you know? Does it look like it? But, yeah. I mean... It's 19, that, the final of the 1980 Wimbledon. So I don't know anything about this story. I guess maybe they had a huge rivalry back then. Mm. Who knows? Maybe it was like Matt, or like a... They a did. Dolph Federer kind of thing. I think it was... But it was... Yeah. Maybe they hated each other like off the court. Maybe that's what they're trying to go for. But I don't see like a tennis film just based on the rivalry on the court really doing that well. Do you think Shia LaBeouf is athletic? Do you think he could... Do you think he, do you think he plays tennis? I mean, he probably... Not before this film. Okay. Maybe. Who knows, man? Who knows? I don't know anything about Shia LaBeouf. He's the most <laughs> mysterious person of all time. Yeah. Who knows anything about Shia LaBeouf? Shia LaBeouf doesn't even know about Shia LaBeouf. He doesn't know he what he's next. Yeah. He just posts coordinates on Twitter and has people pick him <laughs> up from fucking Ohio and take him to Seattle. Like, what? Who does that? 
Bill Murray. He's he, Bill Murray. he's like the new Bill Murray kind of, but just without like the humor. Bill Murray did, was he that crazy? Well, Bill Murray's weird. Like he shows up to people's weddings. Oh really? I don't remember that much about Bill Murray. Well, yeah, he just like shows up in people's lives. Really? Yeah. Interesting. He went to the World Series. He like celebrated with the Cubs. He went to like every game. Well, Bill Murray's got money. That's true. He got a little money. <laughs> a little like cash money. You know, nineteen when you're famous in the nineteen eighties and you're getting paid for those movies, like the interest, you know, helps appreciates <laughs> appreciates the bankroll. So I have a question for you. Yeah. What do you think comes first in Shia's career? An Oscar or a drug drug addiction? Oh, uh, I think he's passed substance abuse. Really? Uh, did he go to rehab a couple times? I don't think so, did he? Mm. I don't know. He might have. I I don't really follow his career that much. I thought he used to get like wasted. I would bet he would. Maybe he doesn't remember <laughs> these the movies. Like, you know how uh, Sean, what am I thinking? Stephen King, like, doesn't remember writing Cujo. Oh, because... Because he was just, like, drunk the whole time. Yeah. Maybe that's what... I watched Love was in Nymphomaniacs Part 1 and 2. Maybe. Although you like those movies. I saw the first 30 minutes of Volume 1. Oh, so... so I can't <laughs> say that I enjoyed that. <laughs> it sounds like you didn't like <laughs> But, uh... Well, Charlie Countryman's, like, that acid trip movie, right? Where he does... I don't know anything about that film. Um, yeah, I think this is the one where he, he, like, practices by doing acid. While traveling abroad, a guy falls for a Romanian beauty whose unreachable heart unreachable heart has its origins in her violent, charismatic ex. Ooh. Bet you didn't know where that was going. I did not. That's amazing. We should watch that tonight. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf, Evan Rachel Wood, um, Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. That's great. So, Bond. so when, when's the uh, bio coming out? How far are you on that with the Shia LaBeouf bio? Is I, it? Are you, have you done? Have I you had to put it on yet? hold. What? Yeah. Me. The, like you were saying, it, it's a lot of it's mystery, <laughs> a lot of it's fact, a lot of it's fable. You could just probably write. You could just speculate and just write some random stuff down, and it's probably all true. Yeah, I, I know his parents were like weird. Really? He's talked about that a lot. He his parents, I think, were both artists or. Huh. Some kind of like hippies. Interesting. Yeah, so that's where Shia LaBeouf gets it. I think he's growing into his his parents. His parents. His parents roles. Yeah. Well, I think that is that it. Yeah. Well, let's let's have a verdict. What did you oh, like better? Oh, good call. Good call. Well, let's let's finish on Shia LaBeouf's career. Do you think it goes up? Oh, I didn't answer your question. So Oscar what? or drug? Oh yeah. Drug charge, not like Dr- yeah. Let's do drug mm-hmm. charge. He gets arrested for holding coke or something. A drug arrest. I think the first thing that happens is like a normal arrest. I don't know that it's for drug reasons. I think it could be like a reckless driving ticket. Maybe. That's my, that's my Reckless driving? Yeah, but I would think. That's like soft though. I'm going to go. That's like, like a, who's the guy in the Nationals that got? Jason Worth. Yeah, that's like Jason Worth. Like that's soft. Yeah. He was going like 130 in like a 65. That's pretty hard actually. Yeah. (laughs) He was going way too fast. I'm going to say. I'm going to say Oscar before really? drug conviction. All right. I'm going to go the opposite. All right. Put it on the board. Put it, we don't have a board. All right. We'll put so write it down. Write it we'll down. Try <laughs> um, as for movie or book, I'm going to say book. Uh, I don't, I'm going to say book, but I don't feel good about it. I'm going to say movie, but I don't feel good about it. I always choose the movie. I feel like I never pick a book. We, get, we, need to, we, need to have a start, we need to start a running tally. Yeah, we should actually. We should listen to So that. we need to listen to um, our episodes again. Well, if you guys if you guys watch the film and uh, and or read the book and you listen to our podcast, we appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, we will be doing uh, Arrival 
next. We're getting so our season two is going to be Oscar films based on books. Yeah. So uh, Arrival seems like it's going to be in the Oscar conversation. We don't know if it's going to win or not. Science fiction, um, but we're going to read the short story uh, called "The Story of Your Life." Is the story of your life or yeah, right? Story of your life. Story of your life by Ted Chang. Ted Chang. Um, that comes out November 11th, so next Friday? Next. The following af- yeah. after... This is our October episode, but we're recording November 3rd. Yeah. Because that's how we do this. Sometimes. That's how we do it, baby. And um, so we'll have that to you. Um, we're hopefully going to see that the for opening weekend, and we'll have that to you maybe the next week or two after it. Yeah. Um, so we hope you tune in, and we'll update you on other Oscar films as they come out. We kind of have to, like, play the field and see how it's going. Because yeah. we were going to do Girl on the Train, and then that, like, bombed. Uh, <laughs> then we were, we were talking about doing... What was the other film that bombed? It was uh, the Derek France and Michael Fassbender. The Light Between Oceans. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. like, did pretty poorly. Mm-hmm. So we kind of have to see how it's received before we, we decide. pivot. Doctor yeah. Strange, based on the comic book, Doctor Strange. Yeah. That's doing pretty well so far. So. Yeah. So we'll update the blog. We'll update Twitter. Mm-hmm. We'll be better about updating those. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter, Lit the Lens, uh, Instagram, Lit the Lens. All that good stuff. You can rate us on iTunes. Yeah, that'd be tight. Um, Send us a little comment, even if you don't like it. But comments are good. Yeah. Good or bad. Good or um, bad. But yeah, well, thanks for tuning in. Um, and check out our interview with Chris Adam Potter coming later. Um, we appreciate it. Yeah. Shout out to Alba. Shout out to Alba. We'll see you all. Uh, we'll see you all.